Hi, and welcome to the fifth episode of our podcast, Adding the Alchemy. I am one of your co-hosts, Angie. I am a board-certified holistic health practitioner with Adding the Good Things. And I am your other co-host, Angela, um, the energetic alchemist that helps people to create everything that they desire in life. Okay. Today, we are going to have a little bit of an impromptu conversation. Our subject today is body image, and this is a deep one for us both. This is a conversation that we have had uh, time and time again in our, in our personal conversations, and uh, we've talked a lot about this subject, and we felt like it would be very beneficial for our audience to hear our own thoughts and experiences with body image. So uh, it's going to be uh, a deep one today. So uh, hang on as we as we carry on with our conversation. Angela, go ahead. Yeah, so I started looking into, um, you know, when we decided that we were going to do this episode about beauty standards and what the stand the standards for society are as far as like beauty and um, the external beauty that we see. And I kind of figured out and and relating this back to my personal experience that the societal norm of beauty is like perfection like no acne no lumps <laughs> you know skinny thigh gap you know all these things that um it's kind of like a perfection view of things and then we you know it was it was like and it changes there was like the skinny you know and then, and now it's like the bigger butt, the hourglass shape, the big lips, the, you know, it's mm-hmm. so as you watch like the, the people on TV and like the, the body images that they're pushing to us, you can see why so many people in this world have body image issues. And I think social media, you know, is part of that, that we hear a lot about um, Instagram and how it's, it causes depression and all of these things these days. But I think that this is just a, an outside layer of a deeper issue that we have in, in society. And so when we look at that layer, we think that that's the problem. Like we don't live up to those standards. So that's the problem. But really, instead of trying to, to take things off of, you know, social media and, and all of that, if we if we went back into ourselves and, and went back to, you know, why we feel this way when we were first told that, you know, because I, I remember in my body image and just coming back to my body journey, I remembered when I was younger, someone told me, um, something about having like rolls on my stomach. And I, I, I remember very vividly being, I don't know, eight, nine years old, and I remember talking to my neighbor kid and we were, we were playing in the backyard and I said, man, I'm fat. I'm 80 pounds. And I, I remember that mm-hmm. saying I'm 80 pounds. I'm really fat. Mm-hmm. And even as a young child, somewhere along the lines, I was told I was chubby. And before that, I had no idea. Like I didn't, you know, as children, we don't really look at ourselves that way. We don't until someone starts comparing or, you know, so in my own body image issue journey, it's been, um, you know, pulling apart all of those standards and seeing that, 
you know, we don't need to, to live up to anything. Like everybody is different and that's okay. We all have different bodies and, you know, I've been overweight pretty much my whole life. So it's been a real struggle for me to, to be okay with that. And it's taken, you know, so many years, like 30 plus years for me to finally come to a place where I can appreciate this body and work with this body instead of trying to change it all the time, instead of forcing, you know, can exercise constantly that's wearing my body down, you know, and it's, and, you know, it was like the roller coaster with the weight loss for so many years for me. And it's, and it was like, I was depriving myself. I was starving myself. I was working out at the gym constantly, like six days a week, hardcore, barely giving myself any time for rest because I hated this body. And that just made it kind of, it's kind of like we were working against each other. We were, you know, we were button heads, me and my body were, were kind of, you know, so it was just, tum it was just tumbling and getting worse. And it turned into like addiction and, you know, all these different things. Um, so accepting my body was a very difficult task for me. Um, and I used um, the rapid relief technique that I teach and I would tap on things like I'm disgusting. This body is gross. I hate my body. I hate my body. Mm -hmm. I'm so disgusting. And this is the thing that we don't want to look at as humans usually is that, you know, I really thought that I was freaking disgusting. And like, why would anyone lo even look at me? Why would anyone want to be around me? And when I really stepped back and like started and I tapped on those things, the next layer under that was like the weight I was putting on was actually a protection, a protection mechanism because I felt vulnerable. So it was a way for me to hide because I, you know, um, fat people don't get as much attention. And so I could hide that way. I could, you know, make sure that I wasn't getting hit on by men that I didn't want attention from. And so it was actually a protection mechanism under a lot of those layers. So, you know, we're, we're kind of beating our bodies up and doing all of these things when actually it's just our body trying to keep us safe in a way. It's the same thing that we've talked about with many other things is like that self-sabotage, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, it's interesting. You said, you said so much there. I, I did. Yeah, there, there's so much packed into what, to what you said there. And I'm thinking, I, I want to talk on this and I want to talk, <laughs> talk on this and my brain's going. Yeah, I, I did. I did. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I think the entire, the entire journey comes back to learning to love ourselves for ourselves learning yes. to love ourselves for the right reasons because mm -hmm. we are amazing souls in amazing human bodies mm -hmm. and yeah we all come in different shapes and sizes and varieties and and we all look different and that keeps everything interesting if we all look the mm -hmm. same life would be very boring um but learning to actually love ourselves for who we are is a huge part of the journey um you talked about the the beauty standards and I think mm -hmm. um some of my earliest body image issues probably came in when I was a small child 
watching what my mother and my grandmother went through because of the beauty standards, mm -hmm. you know, and that was not a time when social media was a thing, but that was a time when, you know, Hollywood was up and coming and the magazines and the women in the magazines and mm -hmm. the women on the screen and all of that stuff. And um, like my grandmother was always a very, very lean woman until about the last 20 years of her life. She mm -hmm. started putting on some weight and she really struggled with that. Mm -hmm. So when I was little, I was very close with my grandmother and I watched her really struggle with mm -hmm. that weight and really kind of um, hate her, what her body was turning into as she got older. Mm -hmm. And uh, she tried so many different things to, you know, make that not be the case. Um, you know, and my mother was very self-conscious of her, her appearance and uh, what she would eat. And, uh, you know, she would always, she had the, I've talked before about my mom and the Jane Fonda uh, mm -hmm. workouts and that, you know, she was just very, very conscious of, you know, her, her body and how she looked. Mm -hmm. So I grew up watching those things, which affected, you know, how I felt mm -hmm. about my body at a very young age. Uh, so those beauty standards came in for me, not because of what I was seeing myself, but because what they were yeah. seeing and I was just, you know, learning, watching. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. So that was, that was one of the things that, that you touched on that I wanted to mention. Um, another thing that was interesting, you talked about gaining the weight as a source of protection. Mm -hmm. And in my situation, it was kind of the opposite because I felt like I was only deserving of love mm -hmm. if my body was quote unquote perfect. Yeah. So I did whatever I could to keep my body as lean and perfect mm -hmm. as possible because I thought that's how I got love. Mm -hmm. I thought I didn't deserve to be loved if my body wasn't a certain way. Yep. And I think I had the same belief, but it was just the opposite. I didn't want to receive, I didn't want to be hurt. So I, you know, I would do the exact opposite of that and just yeah. try to hide, you know? Yeah. And I so, sought yeah. it out. I was constantly mm -hmm. looking for it. Yeah. I was looking for it everywhere. Somebody love me, please. Somebody, somebody somewhere, somebody love me, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely, I did not hide from it. I sought it out big time. Yeah. Um, and you know, another, another aspect for me, and, uh, this is, this is very personal and not something that I share very often, but, uh, I had experiences as a child, uh, and as an adult in which I was sexualized in very inappropriate ways. Yeah. And, that just reinforced that my worth is in my body. Mm -hmm. My worth is in what I can provide sexually. Yep. So therefore I must look like a mm -hmm. sex goddess to do it. Yep. You know? Um, so that was, that was a huge part of, part of my mm -hmm. journey as well. And uh, what I've had to do a whole lot of work to overcome mm -hmm. a whole lot of work. Yeah. Um, 
And then another way that I feel like it really manifested um, was in control because mm -hmm. I grew up in a situation where I did not have control over much of what was happening in my life and in my yes. environment. There was a mm -hmm. lot of chaos. There was a lot of things going on that um, weren't healthy, weren't safe, and I did not have control. So for me, this was a way that I, that I could have control. I mm -hmm. could control what I put in my body. Nobody yep. could force me to eat. I, I could eat what I wanted when I wanted. It was my choice. Mm -hmm. um, I could control how I chose to exercise my body, how I chose to move. I could control this. Mm -hmm. And so it did um, for for a time in my in my teenage years and um, into my early 20s, it, it manifested yeah. itself into a pretty significant eating disorder. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that that took some that took a, a lot of time and, and healing to come out of as well. Even I remember um, being pregnant with my first child. Um, I was 22 at the time, very young. Um, and the first three months of that pregnancy, I was very sick. Uh, so I actually lost weight. But in the fourth month, everything turned around. I was no longer sick. I was starving. And when I went into the doctor's office for that fourth month appointment and got on that scale, I had gained 10 pounds in a month. I was horrified. I was terrified. And the doctor was like, um, I, I think you need to go see a like a yeah. psychologist, like this is not mm -hmm. right. You should not, you are pregnant. You are supposed to gain weight. You should not be this upset. Mm -hmm. But I was scared to death mm -hmm. of gaining that weight. Even understanding logically, yes, I'm growing a baby. I'm going to gain weight. Oh my gosh. That was, mm -hmm. that was so hard for me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's manifested itself in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. So many different ways. Yeah. And you talked about being, you know, sexualized as a child. And I remember when I was like 15 years old, I want to say I wore this skirt to church and I loved it. And, you know, it wasn't that bad. My dad let me wear it out of the house. So it couldn't have been that short. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I remember this man coming to me after and said, this is the house of God, not the house of legs. And so to me, feeling sexy because I felt good in that skirt. I loved that skirt. I thought I, you know, I walked in and I felt like I owned the place and I was like, Ooh, I love this, you know? And so that made me feel very vulnerable. So from that day on, I, if, if I wore shorts, they were like knee length or, you know, or pants. I, and to this day, I still have an issue with showing my legs. Um, and that really stuck with me and made it made me so self-conscious about what I wore. And then, and then that, that was another thing of, you know, eating to, to make myself bigger, to make myself invisible and not wear, you know, because I felt really vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And even when, you know, I would lose all the weight, I, you know, would lose like 40 to 60 pounds at a time and looking good and feeling good. But it was almost like, you know, I always felt like an excitement, which now looking back, this was like a nervous system response of feeling vulnerable because to me, sexy equals vulnerable. Sexy equals I get attention. I don't want sexy equals, you know, um, men that I don't want attention from giving me attention. And so that my body manifested a way to keep me safe. And, you know, the, the eating issues I had was a whole nother, you know, thing like 
It was like a comfort, you know? So it was like this, the eating and the weight was all just to like make me comfortable in a way. And I know it sounds so backwards from what we're taught that like eating is, you know, you, you binge eat and, and, you know, you have all this body fat and it's so bad and what's wrong with you and why la 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 da. But in, in stripping away all these layers, I realized like, I was just trying to be safe in a world where like a 15 year old girl could not walk around in a, in a, sh- in a skirt, a skirt because someone can't, you know, <laughs> so that was super frustrating to me. And I think even like recently going through, you know, pulling away some of these layers of, of body shame. And, you know, that's basically what he was, he was shaming me. And, mm-hmm. and I felt like significant amounts of shame you know, like, oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. This is the house of God. What am I doing? Why am I, you know, when that was not even on my radar at the time, I was just, I loved the skirt, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, and being told little things like that and like, you know, like the rolls on my stomach that I, I held on to that very deeply. And, you know, my body just manifested into you know, something that would keep me hidden because, you know, you hear all the time that, you know, like the skinnier, prettier girls, they always get the the job and they always are, they're, they're this and that, and they're being seen on, you know, on social media and all of that. And I didn't want to be seen. I didn't, I never wanted to feel that feeling again of feeling like I was, I was looking good and I was feeling good and I was feeling sexy. And then being told that like, I'm disgusting basically for, for even thinking that that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and logically I could be like, okay, yeah, this guy was obviously mad. He didn't, you know, whatever I could logic it away. But that 15 year old girl inside of me, that was like, screw you, screw this place. I hate my body. I'm going to hide. And I spent so much of my life hiding. You know, even, even just being on camera like this was like wanting to stay hidden and, you know, like, oh, or, or taking selfies and making sure it's at the perfect angle and not showing my double chin and, you know, like being, showing too much of myself, like was shameful to me. And I, I posted a, um, a a bikini selfie, like, I don't know, two years ago or something now. And I like when I finally started to just like be okay with it. And it's kind of this body body positivity movement that we're that we're going towards. And the body positivity movement is great. Like it helped like it helped me to actually like put a picture of myself out there and not be completely like torn down or trying to hide, you know. But I think what we're doing is we're and you know, the social media, like we're, we're fighting an external source. We're fighting, you know, with, with trying to feel positive about our bodies and, um, remove thing, remove social medias and, you know, all this to try to like make ourselves feel better. But when in, in reality, if we go within and start to strip away all those reasons we were basically taught you know, like you, you saw your, your mom and your grandma doing it. I heard it from many people, my, you know, everywhere at school, mm-hmm. at home, you know, everywhere. And so I learned those things and they were deeply, deeply, um, like coded 
programmed into me. So I had to look and I had to start removing those programs to be able to even look at my body and be like, wow, all of the things we've been through, I've hated you. I've harmed you. I've, you know, um, disconnected from you. I've, I've thought you were disgusting, but here you are still carrying me through this world. You know, this is amazing, you know, and to look at what my body can do, you know, and when I fall, I remember having, when I first started on this and removing some of these layers, like I had this really large cut on my arm and just watching my body heal it. I was like, wow, (laughs) you know, like that's amazing that you can't even see it anymore, you know? And like, we don't appreciate those types of things, you know? Yeah. Or Or the fact, or the fact that our, what our body does to keep us alive 24 seven that we're not even aware of. You know, mm-hmm. we have, we have no control over our heartbeat and our lungs and the yes. circulation and what our liver does and what our mm-hmm. digestive system does and all of that stuff that it is doing 24 mm-hmm. seven to keep us alive. And, um, one time, uh, I heard something that really stuck with me and it was basically saying like, what if there was another person? What if you came into this world with another person who was basically in charge of keeping you alive, who it was their entire mission for your entire life to keep you alive. Mm -hmm. And all you did at, well, first of all, they were faithful to their mission. They kept you alive each and every day. And Mm -hmm. all you did was tell that person how shitty they were, Mm -hmm. how much you hated them, how ugly they were, how fat they were, how Mm -hmm. unlovable they were. And that was, that was what you did to that person whose entire mission was to keep you alive every day. Mm-hmm. That's what we yeah. do to ourselves. Yep. That is what we do to ourselves. Yep. And one of the things I had to start doing along this this journey is like just hugging myself and being like, I love this body. Like it it brought me through so much. Like this is and this is like the one of the best greatest relationships, you know, the most intimate relationships I will have my whole life is this body. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I, when I stepped back and look at it, I was like, I used to tell myself, ew, that's gross. Like, ew, this looks bad on me. Ew. Oh God. You know, but now trying to do that every day and be like, I love this body. I love this body. Like that was difficult mm-hmm. doing the opposite of that. I used to say the negative things to myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Doing the opposite of that was very difficult, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in the mirror and just being like, wow. And cr- I I don't know how many times I've sat in front of the mirror and just cried and said, like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry for, you know, not honoring you and not listening to you. And I am so sorry. Mm -hmm. And that started a whole new relationship with my body. And now, you know, the losing weight portion of it, you know, because I heard someone say before one time, if you, if you're accepting your body, you're okay with being fat and unhealthy or something along those lines. And I was like, you know, that's not necessarily true. I had to accept my body fully and love my body fully in order for it to feel okay with releasing weight. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, just by doing the internal work and, you know, I gave up alcohol and, and soda and I haven't, that's really all I've changed. And I'm consistently losing small amounts of weight. Mm -hmm. You know, we just, we have this idea that, and we're, 
constantly being forced with this idea, you know, with the um, weight loss things on TV and magazines and all these things that we need to go from lose a hundred pounds in one year. Mm-hmm. And this is why we have these, this extra skin and we're tired and we're, you know, our body's like, all right, we need to rest, but we don't allow ourselves to rest because of the beauty standards, you know? So if we could just like take a step back and unravel all of that and allow our body to just release the weight naturally, you know, and I work out here and there. I'm not, I don't work out like super, super hard anymore. Sometimes I do, but I, I listen to my body and I, if my body's like, no, today's a rest day, I rest. And if my body's like, Hey, go take a walk. I take a walk, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just in the acceptance, you can really listen to your body and then you can know, you know, that food's not what I want to eat that, you know, this is something's not right here. Like let's reevaluate, you know? So Mm -hmm. the listening to your body is accepting and then you can release the weight so easily. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've actually been super mind blown. And it hasn't been very fast, you know, but I've been super mind blown at how just doing inner work and, and releasing all these reasons why I have to hold on to this weight is helping it to helping me to release it, you know? Yeah. 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 When you, it, it really is amazing when, when you do that inner work, what will transform on the outside mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when you shift your, when you shift your mindset as well, you know, mm-hmm so much will just happen naturally. We have, we have so much more power over this vessel Mm -hmm. than we realize. We think we have no control over it, but we actually have a tremendous amount of control Mm -hmm. over it right here. We just have to learn to tap into it. Um, One of the things that actually has been really enlightening to me in in my journey um, with my body is, is an element in my human design. And uh, for those of you, I'm gonna do a little sidebar here. For those of you who are who are listening or watching and don't know um, about human design, I highly um, encourage you to look into it. Send me a message; I'll help you. But it's basically just a blueprint of you. It's similar to astrology in that it is um, based off of where the stars and planets were placed in the sky in the moment that you were born. Um, but to me, the um, the elements of human design have been much more profound in my life than astrology. So mm-hmm. um, it really is just a, like I said, a blueprint that helps you learn more about yourself and who you are and what you're here to do and a guide to really help you live your life in a way that you can thrive. Okay. So one of the um, more intricate elements of human design uh, is something called gates. And I have an active gate, it's gate 46, which is the love of the body. And there is so much going on in this gate, but basically each gate has a, um, like an aligned side and an unaligned side, or Mm -hmm. it's yourself and your not self. Um, So if you are in the aligned side, you fully love your body, you love, you are embodied, you know, you are, you are actually living in your body. A lot of times we attempt to leave yep. the body and we do all kinds of stuff to get out of the body. We don't yep. want to be in the body, but you are actually embodied. You love your physical vessel. 
uh, you enjoy life through your physical vessel mm -hmm. and um, it's just a happy place to be. Mm -hmm. Well, the not self side of this or the unaligned side of this is a true hatred of your body and doing things to harm your body, whether it's through food or alcohol or drugs or, you know, physically cutting mm -hmm. yourself or sexual stuff or whatever, all kinds of stuff that you do that, that harms you mm -hmm. because you have this hatred for your body. So yeah. the goal is to not live in that side of it. The mm -hmm. goal is to, to work through all of that stuff. So yeah. you can live in the side where you actually love being in your body. And to me, learning that part of me, learning that I have that in me made so much sense mm -hmm. about why I have experienced some of the things I have and mm -hmm. also the journey of what I'm supposed to come into and how I am coming into that. Mm -hmm. um, for me, and this is a gate, which is, it's really interesting because this is a gate that a lot of athletes and dancers have active. And I am not mm -hmm. an athlete or a dancer, mm -hmm. but I do care very much about how I feel and look in my body. But I think it's more than just those body image issues that we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. I think um, one thing that I've really realized for myself when I've I've thought about all this body image stuff is that um, if nobody ever, if, if there was never another person on this planet and nobody ever saw me again, if there was never a mirror, so I couldn't see myself, if none of that ever existed again, there is still a specific way that I want to feel in my body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like, I enjoy the way I, I like feeling very lean in my body. It feels mm -hmm. good to me. Mm -hmm. And so I do what I can to maintain that. And at this point in my life, it's not because other people are looking at me mm -hmm. because they're not, there's only, there's only one person who's looking at me, just one. That would mm -hmm. be my husband. Nobody else is looking at me and I'm not seeking that attention anymore either. Right. When, you know, when I was younger and I was seeking that attention, mm -hmm. that love me, love me, look at me, love me. No, that is not happening mm -hmm. for me anymore at yeah. all. So it's, it, it's more about me embodying myself, but feeling the way I want to feel in this physical uh -huh. vessel. Yep. And it's totally tied in with that gate 46, which I find mm -hmm. that fascinating. It's just like, mm -hmm. oh, wow. This mm -hmm. is why I am this way. Okay. Yep. This makes sense. Yeah. 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 And when you talk about like being in your body, I real like it was, I was living in my head, like logicking and doing all these things. And until I went into, you know, what the, the root chakra and my sacral and my solar plexus, like what's stuck in there. That's um, making it uncomfortable for me to be in my body. Because, you know, like I said, when I, started to lose weight, I would have that nervous system response, which, you know, it's kind of like that nervous system response of like, we're vulnerable, we're vulnerable, red flag, red flag is the same as the excitement. So it's mm -hmm. easy to get the two mixed up. Yep. And, you know, I had to go into those things. And one of the things recently I've been, I've been pulling apart is a lot of solar plexus energy of like, I'm doing these things 
it was kind of like the love me, love me, love me. But for me, it was like, I put on all this weight and I, I hid my body away, but I still, I'm still like, love me, love me, love me. So I would choose people that heart that hurt me and that harmed me and that didn't, you know, treat me how I wanted because I didn't think I deserved any better because I was just fat. Mm-hmm. And so I would, so, and then not only that, I would, you know, choose these people. And then I would also like do, 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 do for them and lose myself mm-hmm. because I didn't think I deserved, you know, to just be seen and be loved to, for being me. And this has been a lot of unraveling in my life. And I'm starting to see all of the things that I was doing, you know, even when I would be out with a friend and someone would hit on my friend, I would get triggered because like, what about me? Do you not see me sitting here? Mm -hmm. And it was like, that's exactly what my body wanted was to be invisible. And I was very much invisible. I have been very much invisible, but that's what was keeping me safe. Or I thought, you know, my body was keeping me safe, but also like makeup, I've decided I, I'm going to give up makeup because it was making my eyes itch and my, and, and break out. And, and I'm like, I'm not doing this for me. Yes. I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh yeah, I look, I look better, but I wasn't doing that for me. I was doing that to make other people comfortable and being like, love me, love me, love me, mm-hmm. you know? And I used to dye my hair because it would make it, it would make it more, you know, bouncy. And it was love me, love me, love me. But I didn't really want to do that. You know, mm-hmm. that it was all these things I was doing to, to be loved. And because we're basically taught from the beginning that, you know, love at first sight and the visual and pr- the first impression, and you have to look a certain way mm-hmm. for somebody to want to pursue a friendship or a relationship or anything, you know, and it feels so icky because I just want to be me and, you know, be loved for me Mm -hmm. and not because my butt looks good in those jeans and (laughs) I got some mascara on that makes my eyelashes pop, you know, like that's all just superficial things that really, you know, (laughs) I was watching shallow Hal the other day and he said something like, um, would you rather have a girlfriend that had half a brain or one breast and he said well how's the remaining breast like and I was like this this movie man like like it was like literally everything that I'm I'm working on like removing from from my vision I guess you know and I'm just like wow you know and and that's in in reality that's a lot of what's happening here in the world you know you like you find somebody you think looks good and you know they they rub your ego a little and make you feel good and then you marry them and then you're like what mm-hmm. who is this person like yeah or or they gain 40 pounds and all of a sudden you're like oh yeah you know it's like this is this is reality in this world and it's icky and I, that's not like let's honor every human for who they are let's honor the human you know the resilience of our bodies and you know what do what does this person have to say what look at the the you and then when we're looking at the external beauty we don't see that internal beauty because if when you look at every human like it blows my mind that every single human is different 
-hmm. Like that absolutely blows my mind. There's millions and millions and millions of humans Mm -hmm. and their mindset is different. Like even two people can look similar, you know, like brothers and sisters or twins or whatever, but they're completely different on the inside. Yep. And when you just are looking at outer layers and physical appearances, you don't, you're not seeing that we all just want love. We all are love. We all want to give love. And that's all, that's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's frustrating. I know I've been tearing this apart for, I don't know, years now. And I'm finally getting to the point where I'm like, no makeup. Nah. I got wrinkles under my eyes. Nah, whatever. You know, yeah. like that doesn't make me me, you know? Yeah. So one thing that one thing that um, I was reminded of when you were when you were talking, um, and th- this is kind of random, but it popped in my head, so I'm going to say it. You and I both have heavy Libra energy. You're a Libra mm-hmm. rising, and I'm a Libra moon. And Lib- Libras are traditionally very vain, um, and and have very high beauty standards. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that means beauty standards for themselves, what they feel like is beautiful for themselves, or whether that means outside world, other people, environment, or even just, you know, uh, flowers in your home or whatever like that. But I think um, understanding that about ourselves and being able to redefine a little bit mm-hmm. what our definition of beauty is. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're we're always going to have those beauty standards. We have that energy yep. within us. Yeah. But being able to redefine what what that is for us, um, and allowing us to be in that vulnerable vulnerable position. You know, going out without makeup on. Or yep. um, a couple months ago, um, I shaved my head, um, and it was you know like probably eighty percent of my head. I shaved it. Buzz gone. Mm-hmm. And that was very, like, I wanted to do the whole thing, but I was, that I was eh, a little scared <laughs> to do the whole thing. So I left some on top, yeah. but, um, but that was very vulnerable. Yeah. And even though I've been wearing my hair short for uh, at least 10 years to actually buzz it, mm-hmm. like buzz, buzz, shave it. Yeah. That, that was scary. Um, but I was like, you know what? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. See, I I like to look at like my astrology um, as, you know, the things I came into this world with, but my view on it is the things I come into this world with are the things I'm here to transmute, Mm -hmm. you know, like the negative body image. This has been a huge thing for me. And I know that I'm here to transmute it for me and for the world. And, you know, so I see this, if, you know, the Libra energy, And so by transmuting that I am here, I'm living out my astrology, you know, profile or whatever by changing that for the world, you Mm -hmm. know, and the more people that jump on here and start accepting our own bodies, because we're not going to change the body image by, by, um, forcing Instagram to take down certain pictures and, you know, by, by fighting and picketing and, you know, like, let's do body image. We're not going to, that's not going to change anything, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit. And I've talked about this in in episodes before, because we, we continue to think that by, by a body positivity movement, that we're going to change these standards, but that's not, 
true. We need to go in and remove that, that, and, and transmute our own body image issues, you know, and it's so vulnerable and anyone listening, try this out, <laughs> sit in front of the mirror, hug your body and just say, thank you. I'm sorry. I love you. And see what, see what comes up. What, you know, and maybe if a, a good cry comes up, because I know the first few times I did this, it was like, Oh my God. I don't think anybody can do that without crying. Like legit, unless they have, unless they have already been doing mirror work. Absolutely. Mirror work is hard. Mirror it is work is so hard. hard. And it unless is. they have already been doing it, yep. I pretty much guarantee you that nobody is going to do that without ending up in tears. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And if we think about all the times, you know, and even, and even the opposite way, like, yes, we've, we've, um, you know, done things to our body and, and disconnected and all of this, but like thinking about what our body has done to us, like, you know, I didn't, I wanted, you know, this and you did this, or, you know, like I got sick and had to go to the hospital or, you know, like I used to have, um, issues with my adenoids and my ear. I used to have to get, um, tubes when I was a kid, like you failed me body. You failed me. Mm -hmm. you know but like so it's it goes both ways like I failed you you failed me like what are we going to do about this now like mm -hmm. let's you know because you can't help but feel when your body you know does less less than what you want it to or doesn't perform mm -hmm. that it's going against you or it's you know so it's it's a two-way street that we really have to you know, as a collective, as humanity, we really have to start um, embodying the love for ourselves and our body and, and, and make that connection. And so many times my body has, was talking to me back when I was very unconscious of it. And it kept talking to me and talking to me and talking to me until it was like, boom, we have to fix this now. Yep. Whereas now, I'll be like eating something and, and my body's like, okay, yeah, this is not working for us. And I'll be like, ah, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> and I've, I've worked, been working on even, um, what do they call it? Intuitive eating. Yeah. You know, and all these things trying to like, listen to what my body wants mm -hmm. and it's been working. Like I'll be walking through the grocery store and it's like oranges, oranges, oranges. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, let's get some oranges. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm not really a huge orange eater, but sometimes I'll feel pulled to the oranges. And so I go get some <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's like, my body was asking me for that. And I'm going to, it's, it's just learning to listen to the subtleties and listen to the, the quiet urges and pull, like being pulled to something. And it takes a lot of work. It's not, it's not like you can just start doing it tomorrow. It does take a lot of work. Yeah, because and... there's there's so many intricacies in that. Because when mm -hmm. like when you're when you're talking about that, what your body is pulled towards and what you want, you really you have you have to look at the why behind it too. Because sometimes yep. you yep. think that your body wants something or needs something, but really what you are looking yep. for is the dopamine hit. And yep. in the end, you're going to get that dopamine hit, which is going to benefit you for a little bit, but in the mm -hmm. long run, it's going to hurt you. Or sometimes what you're looking for is that. Um, that emotional connection because there, there's, yep. some food, there's some food that's tied to a childhood memory and it yep. makes you feel good. 
And this is yep. what we call comfort food, right? It's, yep. it's tied to a memory that makes you feel good. So you think, oh, this is what my body wants. This is what it's going to make me feel good. But in the end, it's actually going to hurt you. So when we start doing that stuff, we really have to examine mm -hmm. what's behind it. And is it genuinely healthy? Yep. Or is it, it going to end up hurting us? Is there something? Absolutely. And when I, when I would have um, like, I used to get really bad sugar cravings and I used to just go and get something sugary. And one day I was like, Hmm, I wonder what's, what's behind this. So instead of going to get something sugary, I, I did, I used my tapping and I just said, I really want something sugary. Oh my gosh. I'm so stupid. Why do I always want sugary things? And when I didn't reach for that sugary thing and started tapping, I, all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, I'm so alone. Oh, I just want to be loved. My, my, the chemicals in my body were looking to feel that dopamine to feel loved, to yep. feel connected, you know, and you look at these sugar cravings and you're, you're not going to think, yeah, I'm feeling alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the second I didn't reach for it, it was like, wow. Like I just, I started crying and I was a hot mess and I didn't want to feel that. My body didn't want to feel that. So it reached for the sugar, it reached for the Slurpees, it reached for the candy bars. Mm -hmm. And that made me not have to go into that emotion. Yeah, it's it's a numbing mechanism. It's not different than alcohol or drugs or sex Absolutely. or whatever. It is a numbing mechanism. And Absolutely. so I think we, we have to be very careful um, when we... I'm, I'm all for that intuitive eating, but I mm -hmm. think before, yes. we enter, before we enter into that world, we have to examine absolutely some of, those, some of those deeper things. And that was what I had to do with, you know, and that's how I started trying to get into it because that was one of the things I'm like, okay, my body's craving this, but like, obviously all the sugary stuff is not good for me. So like, what's here, yeah. you know? So like, as I started removing all of those patterns of like, okay, now I work on feeling lonely. And, you know, then, you know, I won't, I don't have intense sugar cravings anymore. Like, yes, sometimes I'll be like, Ooh, I really want dessert, but I don't have that intense. Like, Oh my God, I need sugar. Now I need to actually leave my house and go to the store to get something sugary because I need it now. You yeah. know, I don't, it's so now when I do have that, I can, I can step back. So yes, you need to, before I do that, or anyone does that, it does take a little bit of backpedaling, I guess you could say mm -hmm. in order to, to unravel, I'm going to start using this unravel to move forwards. You know, we need to step back and unravel to move forward, to see clearly and, you know, move forward how we want to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, I heard a phrase yesterday that I'm going to start using as well. And if I knew the, if I knew the name of the person that said it, I would give them credit, but I was listening to a podcast and, um, this guy uh, is uh, big into the carnivore world, um, which, you know, at this point in time, I, that's where I'm at as well. But uh, this particular podcast was on mindset and he used this phrase of addition through subtraction. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so powerful and we can apply that to so many things, yeah. um, not just food, but basically, you know, adding, adding the good things, yep. adding things to your life through the process of eliminating things. And yeah. um, we can apply that across the board, but, but I thought yeah. that was good. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it goes with the, um, you know, the external and the internal thing, because I could, I did very many times just try just stop eating sweets, cut them out. Everything just cut out. We're done. And it never worked because it, I didn't look at the underlying feelings right. behind that need for the sweets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's about working with your body, not just forcing your body, you know, cause it's just the chemicals, the body being addicted to those chemicals mm -hmm. really. And you know, by just cutting it off, you're going into withdrawal. You're yeah. not, you're not working with your body. So it's, it can be difficult. It's a lot of unraveling and subtracting and yeah. Yes. But yeah. in the end, you know, the work, the really hard work, you know, and it, it can be difficult. I, you know, I've cried more times than I'd like to admit. Mm -hmm. And I've wanted to hurt myself more times than I would, I would admit. And <laughs> that's that's real that's raw and that's <laughs> that's it and you can come out on the other side um by just doing a little bit of introspection and letting those tears come and yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah it, it is it is quite a journey it is quite a journey to learn to love ourselves for who we are to love this body that we are in also to remember that we are not this body you know, Absolutely. We, we are an eternal soul and this is just a temporary housing. This is a meat suit that we have entered into for a short period of time, but learning to live in it, this is how we experience the world. You know, mm -hmm. we experience our physical world through our body. And so yep. it serves us so much better if we learn to mm -hmm. live in it and learn to find the joy in it and learn to love it for what it is. And loving, and it's like your best friend, your best friend throughout this physical life. Yeah, absolutely. I also want to say that um, body image issues are across the board for anybody. It does not matter your size or shape. Yep. It does not matter if you are male or female. It yep. doesn't matter if you are old or young. Body image issues go across the board. So yeah. Um, you know, please, if you are watching, listening, if you are resonating with this, if you would like to reach out to both of yeah. us or either of us and talk some more about it, we are here. Yes. Um, yeah. We would love for you to, to comment on the, on the post or send us an email, a DM, Absolutely. whatever we, yes, you're here. We feel it. We know it. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we've lived it. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much. This has been a great talk today. Yes. Thank okay. you. Thanks. We'll see you Bye. later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to and supporting the Adding the Alchemy podcast. We would love to hear from you and get a little feedback. So feel free to send us an email at addingthealchemypodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to connect personally with Angie or Angela, you will find our link trees in the show notes so that you can find our social media and our websites. As always, it is our honor to exchange energy with you.